Welcome to a uh, a Christmas slash holiday Hanukkah Kwanzaa what the hell Kwanzaa, <laughs> what the hell, um, Kwanzaa? Uh, edition of the Ramp Check podcast. I know that was a real shaky start, but uh, we've got a lot to talk about on the podcast. But first, I'm Tony. I'm Aaron. I'm Ryan. <laughs> we told Ryan to speak up. On the podcast, so everybody could hear him a little bit better. So, how was that, guys? <laughs> Sorry, well, I won't talk that your loud. Your grandpa just... turned up his your pegs or turned him down. I guess your peg in the meter. <laughs> so, uh... so that's a little bit better. But uh, on today's edition of the Ramp Check Podcast, uh, wow, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, it's been a few two weeks. It's since been we a did minute. The last. One. Been a little bit longer. Our last one Two was half, uh, the recap of the um, uh, the air show at Nellis Aviation Nation, uh, Aviation Nation. Um, and uh, yeah. So I think I don't think, but I mean, since that podcast, yeah. more um, more Boeing news. Obviously, yeah, uh, we'll get to that. Always Boeing yeah, news. We'll get to that in a few <clears> minutes. <throat> um, the Russians just can't seem to get their fifth generation fighter um, <laughs> right. That mysteriously looks like an F twenty two Raptor or the uh, what was the other one the YF twenty three. Had to say, yeah, Tony, do um, the Russian accent. <laughs> fuck you guys. Um, all right, we got the first one out of the way. Uh, let's job. see what else are we talking about today. Um, uh, I've got an A ten story. I was going to oh, say we cool. should talk about the A ten story, yeah. Aaron. Uh, and and I think what's today. cool about one. that story is um, that kind of uh, we can kind of segue into that after we talk about Boeing, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. because of what's going on there. Uh, Boeing playing a big part right. uh, in that um, in that program. Um, right. And we've got and, to talk about the new Top Gun two trailer, right? Yeah, for sure. And of course. The rise of Skywalker. <laughs> hey, we can talk Star Wars. That's cool. Absolutely. I mean, there's a Absolutely. lot of aviation well, in that. Well, so, he, he, okay. Before you continue along uh-huh. those lines, it actually kind of ties in because President Trump signed the the defense budget. Oh, last that's week, right. Which officially formed the U.S. Space Force. The Space Force. And that's so awesome. it is Everything cool. It's got, like yep, I it's saw the beginning. That. That's how it happens. And right? then you have the Galactic Empire. And then you, no, right? I, mean, you know. I, I think it'd be cool I'm, to see some X wings <laughs> in the future. I'm getting ready know? for uh, Top Gun 2030. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so if you um, so we need to decide right now. I, we're going to talk a little bit about. <laughs> Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, because that's just the Av geeks and Star Wars geeks, yeah, all and the movie geeks, geeks that we are. I'm sure went and saw. Right, so so to. if you if you have listened, or excuse me, if you have seen The Rise of Skywalker, <clears throat> you know that's cool. But if not, do we we don't want to give any spoilers no, out, right? We, We're just going to talk about I I how think, we like the I movie. I think we'll do a spoiler-free one, and then okay. if we want to talk more about details. 
in a future podcast, if it comes up, we can do that. Yeah, but what about that part when <laughs> Ray uses her lightsaber and she does that thing and then Kylo does that thing with his thing and then you see the <laughs> X-Wings and then the Millennium Falcon and it shoots that thing. Can we talk about that? Why is Kylo so pissed all the time? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. No, but basically... I think he needs to put down his lightsaber. No, I think he needs and... to stop playing with his lightsaber so much. No, no, maybe that's the problem is he's not playing with his lightsaber. Anymore. That's right. A lot of pent-up aggression. Oof. Yeah, well, yeah, and you think about it, I... Yeah. Do the yeah. Sith, do the Sith huh? ever get laid? <laughs> I don't know. I, you would well, think because it's that side of the force, probably. When you right? see Rise of Skywalker, that answer, oh, that question is actually answered because of the whole Oh, that plot. thing. That's yes, true. That thing, thing and so, then the other thing. And, so you'll see if it does yeah. or if it doesn't. Basically... So. The movie was awesome, and we've all we all we all went and saw it together. And there's and and, and there's been some funny mixed reviews, and I I I've got to call out Jacob Texas Afterburner because he did not like it. What? What? Was, oh, Jacob. Yes. Interesting, dude. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll so. have to get his explanation sometime. Yeah, Millennials. Like, <laughs> right. I was just gonna say, <laughs> did it not have enough save the wells shit in there or something? <laughs> did did uh, I was gonna say, you know, save the space I, whales. <laughs> what are those? What were those creatures in uh, um, the Last Jedi and the Cantobite? Oh, you know that the, the Cantobite sequence had turned out to be like a like a thirty minute pita commercial. <laughs> I know. Um, and, and, you know. was well, Jacob. Was there not enough rose in this one <laughs> yeah. than in the last one? <laughs> no, because like, hey, she was rose was my favorite. Okay, no, let me just throw up in my see, mouth. See, and here's bit. the thing: like when critics talk about, um, and I'm going to say this without spoilers, but when you see a lot of reviews that say like it was too much lip service to Star Wars fans, and even someone like Jacob, like. He's a lot younger than we are, so I think the nostalgia for the new generation is a little different. And the reason I bring that up is is because when you see the originals as a child, and they were the first that come out as the originals, this yeah. last movie gives you closure and ties everything in to the point where... I left the movie feeling like that was that was yeah, a badass I, I, ending to everything. I, I felt good. pretty, pretty yeah. satisfied. There yeah. was speaking of uh, lip service or fan service. I want um, that, by the way. I was watching. <laughs> yeah. well, that's what I go that, to the movie that's for. My point. So, yeah. so one of the critics, I won't name. It's a it's a podcast, and they've got a YouTube channel and. And, uh, you know, since I'm single, I sit at home at night flipping through YouTube videos, um, <laughs> looking for something. Well, at least it's flipping YouTube videos. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not RedTube video. Um, oh so, so I, I, after I saw it for the first time, cause I, I just, I had to get off social media altogether yeah, so you before it opened. Mm -hmm. read exactly. Because, you know, you get your critics and everybody, they get to see it a couple of days in advance and, yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. give their opinions and this and that, whatever. But, um, so I was, I was watching one of these YouTube reviews and this one girl says, well, <laughs> they might as well just call it. Star Wars, the rise of fan service. Oh, I know. And it's just like, okay, well, okay, first off, Star Wars is fan service. Yeah. 
Yes, all it of is. it is. Yes, and if you think about I it, agree. Every movie has some degree of fan service because if you're not servicing or entertaining the fans, nobody's going to see your fucking movie. <laughs> well, so. I mean that—that's just it. I mean, I was, you know, I'm actually going to call out Collider on this one. Okay, because it was Collider. There, there's it's, quite a yeah. few very like, and. I love Collider, their website. Yep. I follow them on social media. I read a lot. Yeah. But it's like, what is up with their writers lately? Or, you know, who, who's writing these articles? Because it's like, do they not understand that that's the fan base that goes to these movies? Right. Is Star Wars nerds, people that grew up with Star Wars, people that love Star Wars. And so it's like... and. It's like, yes, I'm going to love when Chewie's in the movie. I'm going to love when they bring up stuff from the other movies. Yeah, right. I'm going to love and when I they can tie say shit together. that they bring back Lando because he's in the trailer, yeah, so I he's can it, say that's that. Not, yeah, that's not a spoiler. You know, I mean, everybody and, knows that. And so it's like, of course, that's what fans want. Yeah, right. nobody wants a modern day things. <laughs> modern day things <laughs> and ideas and ideology tied in. To the galaxy yeah. a long time ago, yeah. far, far that away. That was like, my biggest problem with The Last Jedi. Yeah. Is yeah. Ryan Johnson, okay, I I guess he's a good director. I didn't like what he did with The Last yeah. Jedi. Half the movie was frustrating, the other half was it, good. Exactly. Yeah. There were elements in that my, were fantastic. Yeah. But I'm a as a Star Wars fan, I don't want Star Wars to become an indie film. Yeah. Indie films have their place. Right. This needs to be good versus evil. It's yeah. a spaghetti you know. we- or not a spaghetti western, but a western yeah. set in space yes. or a space yeah. opera, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and you want and, all the tie-ins from the other series. You don't right. want like they did the perfect amount of the new characters with like yeah. Ray and Finn yeah. and Poe and all them. You have new character, but you they kept a lot of the old things in there, which is exactly what I wanted. I which is I had zero issues with this movie, I, so I really had zero <laughs> I gave issues. It five too. stars. And and the thing is, is you know, like these people at Collider, and there and to be fair, there were um, some of the people that uh, that really liked the movie. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it has your issues. This and this pacing, the protagonist, blah blah. Well, I just want to say this. Not everybody that goes to see a movie, especially a Star Wars movie, a Marvel movie, right. Top Gun, action, Jumanji, whatever, they don't have film degrees. We're just regular people that enjoy going to movies and devouring a bucket of yeah, popcorn. We, we, we don't right. need a story arc to be perfect yeah. and right. to fill in every you know bit of... you know this direction or that direction what what do they call they always call it a plot hole right it's like who gives a shit it's a movie a plot hole a macguffin yeah it's pacing it's it's it's, well i felt that act one could have really blah 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 and and the plot holes they bring up you're just like okay like i can understand that but but really did you not watch the rest of the movie right yeah and so i don't know exactly and um you know jj abrams made this movie exactly what I had hoped it would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he did a great so job. I think he did exactly. Yeah, it's just a great movie to go sit down. I know, do gra- I do kind of feel sorry back, for Rose. Corn and, uh, it's movie time. <laughs> and it's movie time. <laughs> I, was the I, only I, I will say this. This isn't really much of a, uh, a spoiler. But well, um, well, make sure it's any. not a spoiler. Well, not, we don't okay, want anyone much. that hasn't seen it to All turn right, off let the me, podcast. Let me say this. 
for those of you that were fans of Rose in The Rise of Skywalker, you might not want to listen to this part. In The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, excuse uh, me, we're fans of Rose in The Last Jedi. Jedi, excuse me. You might not want to listen to this part, but um, Rose got totally jar-jarred in this movie. <laughs> So, which I think was great because, and, and I was so glad I didn't have to hear that damn theme that John Williams wrote for the Rose character every time. In fact, I didn't have to hear it once. I know. So, yeah, I know that that's a good point. And, and for the actress who played Rose, you, you got a shit deal and I'm sorry. And, (laughs) and, uh, you know, there were stories out there that like fans were attacking her personally. It's a job. That's stupid. I know yeah. you can't. You can't attack an, an so actor, dumb. an actress. Right. For, exactly. I for don't. The role in the I don't agree movie. with that. I hated the character. Yeah. And but well, I'm not gonna like. It's not the I'm not gonna like taunt her on social media because know, you know so she did that. And speaking of social media, these people that just jump on the bandwagon, you know, the oh worst Star Wars ever, and Disney ruined Star Wars. Well, you know what? Disney gave us Galaxy's Edge. Uh, Disney gave us these latest three Star Wars movies because they probably weren't going to happen. And George Lucas had thought about making them happen. And all I can say is thank God Disney stepped in, bought Lucasfilm, so George Lucas didn't make these three happen. And that's just the thing, too, is is these people need to realize that, you know, they're like, oh, well, George Lucas would have done this. Okay, well... George Lucas also sold Lucas Films for what five billion dollars or ten. I don't even remember <laughs> right. what the number was. It was but, a big number. But he decided to sell Lucas Films, right? Which in turn gives the new purchaser the ability to do the movies the way that they want right. them. Yeah. Now they're not going to totally go off and do something completely different right and there were times when george lucas was consulted during these that's right that's right but so so for those that are complaining about this like then go complain to george lucas then because he's the one that sold and and i don't want to i don't want to say anything bad about george lucas as a whole because this without george lucas none of this would have ever happened yeah yeah, and a, his idea and him directing the first Star Wars. Yeah, and and staying on as producer and and you know whatever was great. The prequel ter- trilogy was terrible. Some I don't I, know. Revenge of the Sith was pretty good. But the story, the the story of everything in the prequels, yeah, um, was fantastic because yeah. you got to see how. Uh, spoiler alert: How Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. <laughs> well, if you haven't, yeah, uh, yeah, if you didn't know that, that by now. But um, yeah, yeah, but it just wasn't. But well he shouldn't done. have directed it. He should no. have had other directors. And I and I think that J.J. Yeah. Abrams should have directed this trilogy from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, and it's funny too because I think that J.J. Abrams had to spend a little bit of time during the Rise of Skywalker, kind of as an indirect like like explaining away some of the stuff that happened in the last jedi yeah. and kind of ignoring it but having to acknowledge it in anyway yeah. so but if you haven't seen it go out and see it um i freaking loved it i love the whole palpatine thing and and it says this in the trailers too that yeah, he I mean, created you, you snow you and can hear all the yeah yeah you yeah. can hear his, his cackle <laughs> but but any i mean Ooh. you know and, and then you know to tie in maybe aviation to this and then we can get on to 
you know, the, the real meat and potatoes of the <laughs> podcast, it, you know, I mean, you see a lot of cool ships from past series, past, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah. and that's, and that's not even a spoiler either. Cause that's no. all in the trailer. So yeah. you see the so, uh, Mandalorians, mm-hmm. um, what's it, the something crest, the Ridge Rosen black crest yeah I don't, I don't know i yeah i mean but, i mean there's tons of different ships right and, you know x-wings and well and i watched so anyway the, it's uh, cool i watched a couple really of the animated cool. I, a couple of the animated series too uh-huh. i watched uh-huh. um rebels yeah um and if you can get past like the first few episodes rebels is actually really really good mm-hmm. and then of course the clone wars and um yeah. the ghost from rebels is one of the ships yeah that's the, in this and the ghost was also in um rogue one which I thought was kind of interesting yeah. too. So, yeah, that's cool. But uh, cool. it was fun to nerd out. I I saw it again today. Uh, this would be number three for me, and uh, I'm sure it's not <laughs> going to be the last, uh, at least in theaters. But go see it in the theaters. See it in you know try and see it in IMAX or in a studio or in a theater that has. Uh, Dolby Atmos sound. Yeah. If you've got if you've got an AMC theaters near you that has a Dolby theater, see it in the Dolby theater. It's it's amazing. Um, cool. And uh, so part of the whole Star Wars experience, and I'm not sure if you guys got to see it when you went, but I got to see the Top Gun Maverick trailer, the newest one, mm-hmm. um, right before, uh, right before the Rise of Skywalker, and to see that on the on the big screen. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. No, that second trailer for Tony. Yeah, so anyway, I decided not to say anything else about Star Wars because Tony kind of had a Star Wars 15-minute section there on his own. But Sorry. <laughs> but um, the Top Gun 2. <laughs> hey, will you speak up, please, brother? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't need to if you're just talking. But um, no, the Top Gun 2, I mean, I, I don't know what more I can say about it that I haven't said from the first trailer, but... Man, just some of those scenes, and and we all watched this kind of thing where how they did some of the filming, and it was all like real flying. And I want to talk they, about the that cameras too. they put in the cockpit and the aircraft they use, and you just see a little bit more of everything, and um, <laughs> you know, and yeah, it's... the the scene where Mavericks like gotta admit I wasn't expecting to be back here, and then the one guy's like, they're called orders, Maverick. Like <laughs> it's just so perfect. Like yeah. Oh, I just can't wait for the flying when they, when he when they're both like trying to look for him. It looks like they're up on a combat exercise. Yeah, and he just flies up right up in between their wingtips, mm-hmm. and they're all like, "Holy shit!" And they yeah. just start like, "Dude, know, it just looks just, so it's badass." Not, Holy shit, it's Viper anymore. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, it's Maverick. It's Maverick. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. though. Yeah. that's exactly what I thought of during that scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. Did you want to give some thoughts on oh, that I just, trailer? It, it's going to be great. I mean, it's you know, it's Top Gun. It Tom is. Cruise, he's a true av geek. You know, he flies. Uh, you know, I believe that in, in the movie, the the P fifty one that's in uh-huh. is his P fifty one. Dude, that's so awesome. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's he like, has like his own hangar. It looks like yeah. yeah. And he, it's gonna be cool and and he's gonna fly that in the movie mm-hmm. you know um so it's and seeing that movie give all the lip service or fan service you want absolutely oh, yes. that's all i want to see and, in that movie. and i'm okay if they even change the title to top gun fan service <laughs> yeah i know 
I know, and, and well, it, you know, they released like a featurette showing how much of the, you know, they do a lot of this like actual flying and mm-hmm. and and you know, and they, they they basically say that the movie's a love letter to aviation, and that's all I need to know. Right. That's awesome. Well, and Tom Cruise even wait. said that. Yeah. That's why he wait, decided dude. to make it as yeah. a love as a love letter to aviation. Hence, app yeah. geeks like yeah. ourselves. And 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 the and, thing is too is, you know. It is Hollywood making the movie. They do have, you know, the Navy, you know, consulting and, you know, sure. allowing them to shoot, you know, on carriers uh-huh. and, and in aircraft and all that. And, I mean, yeah, there's going to be an element of Hollywood in it. But It, it is it's a like, movie. But it's like, <laughs> come on. I mean, it's it's as close as, as most anybody will actually get to seeing what it's probably going to be like to right. be a, a naval aviator yes. right and you know these I different conflicts wait. and yeah. and and you know the the secret spy plane that Maverick supposedly is flying at the end of the trailer which is really cool. Too much CGI. Well, it's got to be CGI because it's not fucking real. Yeah, there's no way the military is going to release yeah. a secret program right? in a Hollywood movie. I don't know. We could be wrong. It could be a first, you know, but I doubt it. You know what was funny, too, about this? Because, Ryan, you mentioned that featurette that they came out mm-hmm. with, um, you know, explaining the real flying. I thought it was really funny that like almost two or three days after the second trailer came out that they released that featurette because because you get all these reactions, you know, on YouTube again. Yeah. You know, that, you know, a real fighter pilot reacts to the Top Gun trailer. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's all fun and games, and you can hide (laughs) behind your... Your uh, social media handle all you want and be a critique and or be <laughs> yes. a critic and all yeah. this stuff, but again, it's a movie, people. Yeah, I it's mean, a there, movie. They're going to take be elements that'll be a little bit. They're going to take liberties because it's Hollywood. Yeah. So if you want a movie that's that's completely real and believable from point A to point B, go watch a documentary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and look how much we love the first one, and you know they're not gonna. Go inverted and take a Polaroid of a Mig and all that. Like, well, I know. Well, and 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 you know, you know, the, those are awesome. F fives, not yeah, Mig twenty yeah, like, right. You know? And I mean, real lab geeks but know all that. They, yeah, but you just want to see the flying and you want yeah, and the fun and the story and yeah, I don't know. No, I think it's, it's, it's bad. good and and, right. and and you know, you you mentioned you know a fighter pilot critiques or whatever and. I actually watched that video and, and he was actually really fair about it right. because it's it's um, uh, Jello from the Fighter Pilot podcast, which oh, okay. is a really uh, good right. podcast. Yeah, that's right. To. It is. Um, I think his name's Vincent Aiello. His call sign's yeah. Jello. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And he has a really and there's a few really awesome there, podcast. But, yeah. but, but he he was really fair on it, and you know, uh, you know, going through the the trailer, and you know, he's got tons of experience in F-18s, and I believe F-14s as well. Oh wow! He, yeah, yeah, I believe so. So, anyway, um, yeah, cool. Can't wait for that to come out. We're pretty excited. That's yep. gonna be uh, that's gonna be an amazing movie. And and I don't care about the pacing or plot holes or you know how the protagonist evolves from Act One to the final act and all that bullshit. I just I'm gonna be entertained. I'm gonna be geeked out throughout the entire movie. Yeah, just like I was with Star Wars. Yeah, so. and it even looks like. Last thing I'll say is I kind of watched that trailer, you know, over and over, and 
the character that obviously looks just like Anthony Edwards with the mustache and everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Obviously, that's going to be his son, as talked about, I think, anyway. Um, Miles Teller. But yeah. yeah, but that scene where he like goes after Maverick and the guys are all holding the back, you know that something was just said about yeah. his you know dad what dying and something oh, yeah. like that. And you know Maverick probably just told him, like, you know, yeah. something that just sparked him. And right. I don't know. I just get chills when I see that. Cause, uh, yeah, can't wait. Be yeah. good. We're gonna. We're definitely gonna try to get into that premiere. So it's uh, <laughs> it's too bad that um, um, it would be cool to see a real like Russian aircraft. Yeah. You know, kind of like the uh, well, what is it? The Su fifty seven in there. <laughs> I was trying to. Trying to yeah, transition segue. into our next story, yeah, a little segue the there. <laughs> but uh, but no, that would be um, be that'd be cool because you know that we've got a few right. of them, and that you know we could. Well, and anyway. there's lots of you know allied you know countries that actually fly Russian MiGs and Sukhois that we they probably could have got for the movie, and mm-hmm. who knows, maybe they will. Yeah, you know, you never know because it looks like they're they're flying a mission somewhere you know, right over in, in Europe or Russia or somewhere through the mountains, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even like Afghanistan or yeah, you know, I mean, something. So, so you never know, but, but anyway, what, what you were talking about, um, is, uh, you know, the, the, the brand new, you know, Russian Sukhoi SU-57 mm-hmm. and the, uh, NATO code name is Felon. The Felon. Yeah. That's, oh, that's really? actually a cool that's name. That's what they call it, it, it huh? It, it's kind of cool. Do you think it's called the Felon because it looks like a cross between the YF-23 <laughs> and the F-22 Raptor? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> because that's exactly what it looks like. And it's so funny because, um, I think in, in that article too, it alludes to like Russian, the Russian military's kind of had a rough month. Oh, they yeah. they lost a backfire. It crash landed. Yeah. They they lost an mi uh, mi twenty eight twenty eight yeah. helicopter. It's their gunship right. Helicopter. And they say that it looks similar to the Apache. It's just so yeah, funny it's, that it's, all their all their aircraft look like I know you know like Scotch tape and penciled together. <laughs> Um, versions of our own aircraft. Well, you look at the TU-160. Right. You know, the blackjack. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's just like an enlarged B-1 that bomber. It doesn't look like a it's, B-1 at all. I know, it's funny. Well, and their space shuttle and, yeah. Yeah, you know, the Buran, everything else. The Buran. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's really cool. I, I know. And, I mean, it was their their fourth significant accident for Russia. And, right. And then their their only mm. aircraft carrier caught fire. Yeah. I guess, like, mm-hmm. cost over a billion dollars of damage. Um, just recently too. So yeah, yeah, it's gotta be frustrating to, well, and, and their equipment, all their cold war aircraft is basically what they're, what the Russian, uh, air force is flying. Right. And it's all just getting old and falling yep. apart. And part of the, you know, the SU 57 program is to try to bring their air force mm-hmm. up to date with other, you know, fifth generation fighters right? trying to keep up with the U S but but anyway, I, we haven't even mentioned that, that one of those crashed. Um, the felon? Yeah, the, the felon yeah. crashed. Mm-hmm. And, and they lost it. And supposedly it's it's the very first production SU-57 from the factory. And it was supposed to be delivered by the end of 2019. And so the, the reports out of Russia is is it, it 
you know, it was that aircraft, the very first one. Wow. The first one, the huh? factory. Did they, so does that's it say what setback. happened? I don't think yeah. I read that story. No, no, they, they didn't okay. really. I don't know, you know, as of this recording, there's right. not really an update other than the pilot did uh, right. survive. He, he reportedly ejected. Mm-hmm. Which is good. the aircraft crashed. And, yep. Yeah, so so anyway, um, you know, we, we, we want the Russians to be you know okay and healthy and everything but you know it's it's uh we don't want their equipment to be too good right we don't i mean <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah i mean about and we don't we don't American, want anyone crashing right? or anyone dying but you know we do want to remain on top so and the and the thing about russia too is yeah. they're really not our friends but they're really not our enemies either i know it's kind of weird so like Frenemies? It's a weird Maybe. relationship. It yeah. really is. <laughs> you know? Well, and cool things come out of competition, too. Like, especially in aviation, when you just look at someone designing one thing and another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at Airbus competing with Boeing on the, uh, the when they made the A380. And, like, yeah. some cool shit comes out of people wanting to top one another. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, obviously it's sad that <clears throat> we're glad that the pilot survive but um it is cool to see new designs and things though i guess it's better that the russians didn't have to report that an f-22 raptor had shot down their new yeah right su-57 are we sure that's not what happened (laughs) i know seriously (laughs) hashtag fake news i know (laughs) so speaking of copycats have you seen this new um iranian fighter which which it's one are you talking about? The, uh, I'm not even trying. Well, let the, me see it. The, let me see the, the Quare whatever three thirteen. Oh my gosh, dude! That that's like that's like <laughs> a model airplane. They put a, right? a cockpit in. It it like, looks like an amateur built like their own RC version of the F thirty five. Well, it's, yeah, that looks scary. Yeah, no, see, uh, this that actually came out a while ago in a video of mm-hmm. it taxiing around with the pilot and everything. Like, all the experts, all the defense experts were, were looking at that, and they're like, there is no way that thing can fly and carry any fuel, carry any yeah, ordnance, carry any... I mean, the engines on it, there's no way they're powerful enough. There's, It's just <laughs> it's just Iran trying to it's flex their little puny yeah. muscle, trying to be like, oh, well, we can compete. It's like, well... Well, Are you and competing against the RC Modelers Club down the right, road, or exactly. competing with the U.S. military. Well, and and the same thing kind of goes with China, and their quote unquote fifth generation fighter. Yeah, it's you know there was a detailed analysis on it. I don't know if it's still yeah, their J twenty. Yeah, their J twenty. I don't know if it's still on Ramp Check Report or not, but just this analysis was just like. Yeah. It's not powerful enough. They've had engine problems from the very start. Uh-huh. They can't get it to fly. Well, they, it, I mean, it, well, it, you know what I mean. With any reliability, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the, the engines aren't the final engines that they were developing for it have been really difficult for right. them to perfect. And so, all of these current ones that most people have been seeing flying over the last few years have been an older engine that they're using in like well they just took it out of another aircraft exactly. essentially and and it, put it into this it, hoping that it would it would do it it's just exactly you know for all you international listeners out there that aren't um part of nato or aren't friends you know with the united states keep trying <laughs> yeah 
That's yeah, all I can say. You know, is... an, an interesting story about the J22 is J22. J20 also <laughs> is um, yeah the J22. Um, th- there, there was a story that that it had come out that um, India was able to easily track a J20. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I and it wasn't as that. stealthy and and see that that now obviously you know there's been stories of people saying well I can track F35s too well if they're in like you know configuration from air show hopping to right, I mean exactly. they, they have their radar reflectors installed mm-hmm. they're running all of their radios and beacons and, I mean you name it I mean of right. course like that's what the radar reflectors are for right. that's what you know the you know transponders and all that are for so when when we're you know when they're flying in civilian areas and that, right so they can be tracked but but um but once uh <laughs> once that pilot hits the believe button yes that's right <laughs> it's on i believe <laughs> get that shirt at ramchepglobal.com ah thank you <laughs> That's the Ram Swag store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the Ram Swag store. We'll oh, talk no. about that. Yeah, or we yeah. could talk about the next aircraft we're going to talk about. Right. The Which is? The Burt shirt. Burt. Oh, A-10. yeah. A-10. Were we Should done we talking about talk those? About Should we that transition? Now, or? Or? Yeah, no. That's that, that that's okay. fine. I, I was... Um, I think I was done with that story. I don't know. I, I was. Uh, were you? Let's see. Where was? So. We all kind of Where was I? Did I connect the dots? I think you did. It happens on this podcast. <laughs> yes. We get yes. talking about one if, aircraft if and we smooth into the other. If yeah. you're looking for any kind of structure at all, yeah. you're listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah, we're, we just fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> and that's the way we like it. Tell us about these, this A-10 story the other day so, you sent us about the so th- this was the A-10s ac- flourishing instead of retiring oh yeah so this was a cool article um it's a pretty exciting article the, actually the, the national interest which is nationalinterest.org um they have a lot of good um um writers on there but on december 15 2019 when when they posted this um the um instead of being retired the a-10 warthog is getting even deadlier which is awesome because I mean, really, there's there's not an aircraft out there that can do what the A10 does. Right. I mean, the A10 was designed for close air support. It was designed for survivability. Mm-hmm. It was designed to kick ass, and that's exactly what it does. And these wars over the last few decades have proven its worth. Oh, whether it's Iraq far. or Afghanistan, um, it even fought um, in um, um, was it Kosovo? I think A10s. I believe so. I'm not sure. Yeah, but but anyway, um, over there in Europe, somewheres. Yeah, (laughs) so it's um, it's it's funny. But anyway, the the article kind of goes into the Air Force has all but given up on retiring the A-10 Warthog close air support jet. Instead of um, instead, the flying branch is upgrading the tough ground attackers so that they can fight and survive in highly in high intensity combat. Which is really cool because it, it's it you know recently over half of the uh, A10 fleet, which is uh, two right now there's 281. 281, yeah, um, I see that. And um, over half of them actually just had a bunch of new wings installed, mm-hmm. and a lot of that work was actually done at Hill Air Force Base. Really, uh, which is really cool. Kudos well, and, and to it, Hill. And yeah. I guess they already. Uh, put new wing assemblies on half of them, and they just this new over. I think over half. And now, that, yeah, 
with this latest contract or money awarding or whatever you want to call it, they were able to do that, and now now it says all of the it'll complete all of them getting new wings. Yeah, 173 of them are already done, mm-hmm. and now and 112. Now, now they want to finish the rest of it. That's so cool. But yeah, and this but, new wing is going to allow them to fly into the 2030s. Mm-hmm. Well, right, but I mean like over like, 10,000 hours, over 10,000 hours like, without heavy maintenance or heavy maintenance check. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's so and, cool. and the other cool thing is a 10s also getting uh, new weapons, av- avionics, and sensors. Yes, which is really cool. And um, um, a new, um, it's called the uh, the Visionix Scorpion Helmet Mounted Display System, which is cool. Dang. That just sounds badass itself, right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does. It, it's, it has a hybrid optical based inertial tracker on it, mm-hmm. so it's it's actually going to allow these A10 pilots to have a lot better situational awareness with that helmet, which is always great, especially oh, when you're yeah. freaking strafing you know terrorists and <laughs> god knows what else but the other cool thing is they're going to integrate the gbu 39 small diameter bomb mm-hmm. and the cool thing about that is it allows them to carry more ordnance because right. they can fit multiple bombs these small diameter bombs mm-hmm. um on a pylon so right you know all the previous a10s you know you can only put one weapon on each pylon mm-hmm. now the a10 has like 11 or 12 pylons so you're still kicking ass but this way they'll you know they're, right. they're able to do that and those small diameter bombs are actually really um versatile because you know as far as 50 miles you can target somebody with one of those small yeah. diameter bombs that's so, crazy so that's well so yeah so they can target these people at 50 miles out and then engage in yeah the ground um you know in ground attack or whatever so exactly another thing i read too you could wake them up with the small diameter right? bomb and then finish them <laughs> off with your 30 millimeter <laughs> Um, is part of the uh, the uh, avionics or electronics uh-huh. upgrades is that it will also the data link will also be able yep. to communicate with legacy and you know next generation F thirty five you know type uh, yep. aircraft the so, Link sixteen data link so, that's so let me ask too. the question while we're talking about this yeah the A ten or like the F thirty five or the F twenty two what would you rather fly? Oh man! If if you had to pick one, and and you know if you were like, if it was like the A ten or the F thirty five, the problem what is would be this is a question. Choice? This is a question of like what kind of shoes you're gonna wear if you're gonna play basketball. <laughs> Apples and or oranges. Going, or or well, you know, okay. taking your wife <laughs> out to a about nice it. dinner. Let's think about like, it for more entertainment value. Okay. Would you rather? Would be you rather cruising around low to the ground and blowing the shit out of stuff close range, or would you rather be kind of further away blowing shit away uh, maybe, and, and have, like, supersonic and stealth capability? Maybe it depends on more of, like, if you've got a morbid personality. <laughs> I want to see the shit see that shit I'm ripping up. apart with my cannon. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I want to see those results right and now. The only, and the only reason I brought that up is because while we were talking about this, I was it, that literally was going through my head. I was like, I wonder... What would be more preferable as far as like wanting what aircraft wanting to fly? I don't know. I that's a I asked the question, but I don't even know what my answer would be. Yeah, I I that's a tough one as well. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to plead the one two three four because <laughs> <laughs> I I'm gonna plead the physio. <laughs> you know what's funny though is that exactly. five five <laughs> one two three four. 
I love that. <laughs> I know. I don't know. That's a tough one. That question though reminds me of the um, the the CAD <laughs> demo that they did. Yeah. Um, at uh, at Nellis. Yeah. Uh, last month. Yeah. Yeah. Just to see be? how that works. I mean, oh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. In a real-world situation, it would look a little bit different because you wouldn't see the F-35s or the F-22s. Yeah. yeah. You know, but just to see how everything works together yeah. and you've got those different layers. Right. That's a tough question, Ryan. I don't know. I I would probably just want to fly the Raptor just because it's such a <laughs> badass airplane. I yeah. know. Just owning the sky. Yeah, period. Yeah. That would be tough. But it would and be it, fun to also be blowing shit up at close well, range. And then, and, well, well, yeah. And then in the F-35, I mean, the F-35, you, you basically have all that information about everything around That's you, true. too. Right. That's true. You know? But it does say in that article that the A-10 is the ground troops' favorite aircraft. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> oh, hear, I wouldn't doubt you that. hear an A-10. Well, you watch all the videos, you know, that ground troops have posted yeah. A-10s. And they're just screaming like just hell yeah. Cheering, yeah! Well, and I'm sure once uh, once a pilot becomes an A10 pilot, he'll never have to buy himself a drink again oh, for the rest never. of his life. That's, oh yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. That's so I'd love funny. to get. We need know. we need to get an A10 pilot on the podcast. I know. But that is it's so awesome to hear that those things are going to still be around for a while. They're so yeah. 2030s. They're awesome. so mean looking. Oh yeah, there. there there's actually there's actually one more. Uh, piece of tech that's gonna that's gonna be put on there, but we as we're recording, we just got another order on the ramp swag store. Yeah, nice. Let's see what they ordered. Way to go! Ah, so C twenty one USA edition T shirt. So let's take this moment Very cool. and thank you, William. Thank uh, all of our customers buying ramp swag. It was really cool to see all the reposts of people getting stuff for Christmas. Yeah, that was really And they were posting, like, yeah. I have the best wife, or, you know, like, they <laughs> were getting... how to get to my heart. Yeah, they were getting ramp swag for Christmas, and it was cool to see people, like, take pictures and yeah. repost, so... Yeah, before we go too far into that, let okay. me finish. finish. Let me just tie off right. this a okay. I just story. wanted to throw that thing So, in. So, left w- turn. One of the... Yeah, I know. Squirrel. Well, it was because <laughs> of the order just buzzed through right. my phone. But anyway, um, and and finally, there's a new radar, which is first for the type, which is really cool. It's um, supposedly... Now, this isn't officially confirmed yet, but they're going to get the, um, the, the Dragon Eye active electronically scanned array radar pod like we've seen on F-15E Strike Eagles. Like, there's some oh. of them that have these uh-huh. these radar pods that they're getting. So, I mean, an A-10 with that capability is just, I mean, it's going to be able to do almost everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be really cool. So Pretty exciting news. <laughs> and um, and good news for Boeing, actually. Yeah. Um, because of this. Because they're uh, what are you showing, Aaron? Oh, you can continue. That's oh. who bought, that's who bought it. It's our oh, buff oh, images. Buff buff images. Buff yeah. images. That's who. That's, it was. <laughs> that's so random. He bought a C twenty one shirt. That's why I got the message yeah. and you put that. <laughs> that's and I'm cool. Like, oh, he just glad, bought a shirt. I'm glad he liked so, it. So sorry to interrupt your thought, Tony. <laughs> yeah. I just was showing yeah. Aaron while you were yeah, talking. Yeah, if you guys but... don't follow uh, William uh, Buff, it's at Buff Images One on Instagram. Yeah, he basically like is the B fifty two buff 
photographer king down there in Louisiana, you know, down there by Barksdale. Do, yeah. does it, do his friends at Barksdale know he bought a C21? <laughs> <I know. laughs> Seriously, huh? That's funny. Well, <laughs> we sent him one of our buff shirts, so he's, he's got a he's got one of our buff shirts already. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that, that's really cool. Um, that's awesome. Um, we appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, for all the orders out there. Right. And, and yeah, everybody ordering it's, it's cool. I mean, I know it's cliche, but I mean, the more you order, the more we're able to do this and, and, mm-hmm. and the more, uh, designs we're inspired to do. Uh, a lot of our designs are inspired by suggestions and, and what people right. respond to and what, you know. Um, well, we've done a few customs. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've done a few custom Texas Afterburner. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was really cool. Yeah, and 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 I do have to give a shout out to um, and everybody I'm sure follows Combat Learjet. Oh yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, all those C21 and Learjet designs that we recently did, those were all inspired by him. Um, had you know good conversation with him. You know, we're talking about different things and. And he actually, you know, uh, just launched his new website that has a lot of his combat Learjet stuff on there. Uh, he's got a really cool logo, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's got some really cool stories. Um, oh, yeah, and, and, and his pictures, my God. Yeah, the, those are cool. And, and he, he reposts a lot of the coolest pictures and videos on the Internet and, and all over social media. And, and the videos that he gets, um, he, he, you know flies professionally mm-hmm. and you know he flew c21s for the military the air force um and uh yeah he gets so many cool pictures out of the flight deck you know yeah. oh, uh, yeah. videos um there was one recently that that actually when i was talking to him he was actually in the middle of editing the video but um it was a, a 747 that was coming right you know, at him, and mm-hmm. it was at the higher altitude because it, it went over him mm-hmm. in the video. But I mean, just the contrails, and I mean, it was just spitting out the biggest contrails. And and the video towards the end, it's really cool. I mean, you just see these contrails just like swirling. You know, I mean, that's how close. I mean, they're only thousand foot separation. Right. You know, when they're flying those different routes, and so it was uh, it's really cool. But. But anyway, um, I don't even remember. Oh yeah, because of the C twenty one. Yeah, right. I'm just like going on yeah. and on. So, so yeah. So speaking of that and other stuff, we might as well just mention it right now. Um, hashtag RCG Ramp Swag. Yeah. Go to the Ramp Swag store right now. Uh, really, the easiest way to get to it is just go to rampcheckreport.com. Yeah. Um, check out some of the articles, but the Ramp Swag store, uh, the banner's right there at the top of the website. Uh-huh. Uh, it's pretty easy to use. There's, um, you know, if you're looking for hoodies, if you're looking for short sleeve t-shirts, yeah. if you're looking for, you know, leggings, swimwear, it's all just kind of there. You yeah. can search by design. Stickers, anything. Yeah, right. I mean, you, you can, you can uh, go to the website, click on, you know, the different categories like you just kind of mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then the one cool thing about it that makes it really easy if you're certain searching for a certain aircraft or something, you can just, you know, there's a search bar at the top right where all the products are. Mm-hmm. And you can just type, you know, F-16 or F-35 or B-52 or Buff or, right. you know, the nicknames. You can type AvGeek, you know, whatever. And and it actually sorts those out. And then you can see all the different designs 
right. um, that we've done. So um, tons. Like right. we have. Sorry, I'm leaning back. I'll lean forward. Yeah, <laughs> right. which are tons. We have so much stuff. And uh, thanks again to everybody who uh, posted, you know, pictures of their ramp swag, especially yeah. if you got it for Christmas. Um, you know, there's only 364 shopping days left until next Christmas. So <laughs> if you want to go ahead and get a jump on your uh, shopping list, go right ahead. Um, yeah. You know, uh, air show season will be here before we even know it. And uh, if you want to get some ramp swag to, uh, you know, to show up in and represent, um, you know, some air shows. Red flag is coming up. And, and you know, we spot you guys in, our, in, our, in your ramp swag. You know, we're going to put you on the podcast. We're going to give you some more free ramp swag. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, keep those pictures coming in. It, this this community that, uh, that we're a part of, uh, we absolutely love it. And what a better way to... Um, um, what a better way to show what an ab geek you are than, you know... Yeah, then, yeah, then we're in, oh, wear yeah. some wear some hashtags. My stuff all the time. Some hashtag RCG ramp swag. That's so, right. um, now we were talking about uh, the A10 and mm-hmm. how its service life has basically been extended. Yeah. Um, and I briefly mentioned. I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, I said that's good news for Boeing. Mm-hmm. And so this will kind of segue mm-hmm. into our next story. Sure. Um, sure. Switch into a little bit of. Everybody knows what's going on with Boeing. If you don't, you've been under a rock. (laughs) And, of course, you know, the 737 MAX is still grounded. Still grounded. And from the latest reports that we're reading, it's still going to be grounded into uh, 2020. Right. Um, Well, which, you know, that's next week. Well, yes. (laughs) But still. No, I know. I'm kidding. But Boeing was hoping... Um, well, we're, almost, would be, we're almost a year of these yeah. things being grounded. Boeing, I mean, it was March of this year. Right. They were hoping that the MAX would be recertified right. before the end of 2019. And the FAA was actually critical of them because they were being critical of Boeing saying that essentially they're trying to rush yeah. the process. and. Yeah. They're not going to do well, anything until they know yeah, and, that it's safe. And this kind of right. leads to another part of the whole Boeing story. Um, but I just wanted to mention, as a result of it not being certified now, yeah. um, you know, there's a couple of things that are going to happen, or a couple of dominoes that are going to fall, I guess you could say. Number one is that um, uh, American Airlines, uh, United, Southwest. And these are all U.S. carriers. Right. These are all U.S. There, based there's carriers. There's a lot of carriers around the world that are right. having the same issue. In fact, I think that the Asian market has the highest amount of Boeing 737 Maxes either on order or were in service, um, if I read that correctly. Um, but, but so these three American U.S. based carriers. Yeah. They're pushing back any scheduled max flights now until June. Because the thing is, too, is if you think about it, once it's recertified, you can't just flip a switch and all of a sudden all the maxes are going to start flying the next day. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. A lot of these planes have been sitting in mothballs uh, out in the desert, mm-hmm. and they've actually got to go through a process of, of returning them to service, yeah, yeah. not only like you know fixing the cabins up, but well, but, story story I read is is basically what Boeing's going to have to do is treat all those aircraft and help those airlines that have already taken aircraft, and then all the 
you know, 400 or so that are, have been um, manufactured between, right. you know, the grounding and now that they're just going to have to treat almost every aircraft like a new delivery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because right. they're going to have to, you know, do that. And, and um, um, the, the thing about, you know, Boeing and, and the certification, and I think part of why it's been taking so long is because not only is the 737 MAX um, going through the process of recertification and what Boeing wants to do to fix, you know, the issues with MCAS right. and, and those things is the FAA and all these regulators around the world are basically having to recertify the way they recertify aircraft right. because exactly. of, of what's happened. Yep. So um, it's a double-edged sword because, mm-hmm. you know, on one end it, it's, 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 you know, hard on Boeing because they're wanting to get their product out and get their, you know, get this fix that they say is, mm-hmm. is going to make this aircraft the safest airliner in the world after this, you know, after whatever mistakes. And, you know, you can, you know, name those and blame whoever you want or whatever, um, you know. But uh, um, it, it's, it's going to be good for the industry as a whole because, you know, it's going to make it harder for any other manufacturer, you know, Airbus, right? You know, you name it. Whoever um, comes out with an aircraft that they're, it's going to be a much thorough, you know, more thorough certification. Because you're going to say, okay, well, you know, and what's funny to me throughout this whole thing is, you know, you read about accidents and you read about, you know, past issues with commercial airliners, and and a lot of it has to do with like redundancy and. Mm-hmm you know, things like that, where you're just like, it's kind of the same issue with the Max. Like, you know, the MCAS system, one specific point, this is not the whole issue. So if you're listening to this, I'm not saying that this is the only issue, but just like, you know, the, um, how the MCAS system was tied to only one. One of uh, the AOA sensors. Exactly. And it's like, it should have been both from the get go. Right. Yeah. Like, you just think, you know, you'd think that just common sense would have, well, you know. And, and yeah, and Boeing gets the biggest black eye yeah. out of this whole thing because these issues shouldn't have existed in the first place. Right. But, again, and we, we've said this, I don't know how many times, yeah. it's not just one one person or one company to blame. Right. You know, it's, it's a whole, it's, it's everything from... You know, from the air, from the from the manufacturer themselves, all the way down to the airline, to the um, to the poor company in Florida that manufactured, you know, the faulty sensors and <laughs> yeah. that no longer exists. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's just they all got caught. Well, in this e- even the regulators, yeah. right? Even that's, the regulators. That, that's why I have a real hard time listening or watching, or reading some of these stories that these mm-hmm. regulators are acting so self-righteous. It's like you know what? You certified the yeah. goddamn airplane that's to begin right. with, yeah. so exactly. it's well, no not just Boeing's dirty. fault. Yeah, right. it's, it's it's. But it's no one wants their hands dirty. There's always going to be blame directed somewhere and at something, right. and that's right. So it's stupid that right. they say that shit because. You're right on. Like, it's every bit as much as their problem in a way because they're the regulators, right? Yeah. So they didn't regulate properly, I guess, is right. the right yeah, way I to mean, put it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, if you really look at that argument, had the regulators done their job right, they would have said, hey, this MCAS system 
it, it needs redundancy. It right. needs to be tested more. And, and, and the then maybe is, accidents could have been prevented and then right. the thing wouldn't yeah, happen that, this that, way. That's why yeah. you can't just point the finger at one well, person because yeah. it's not fair. And the, th- the other thing about the regulators, too, it's not just the aircraft <laughs> systems that they're certifying. It's the training procedures as well. Yeah. And yeah. there obviously was a glaring omission in training when it comes to the MCAS. Yeah. And so... Somebody, obviously at Boeing, dropped the ball, but, you know, because that should have been in the manual, obviously, yeah. or the QRH, yeah. and that should have been, you know, the, the the indicator light, the disagree indicator light, that shouldn't be optional. I mean, yeah, that's there, probably not. A, I mean, yeah. and, and there's, it's like a whole bunch of yeah, different there, things. There's so many we just want to stress this story. That. Now, I, I think that... Um, um, in order for Boeing to survive this, uh, I think that their CEO needs to step down. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, it kind of yeah, all ties into what we're, well, what we're talking about, but yeah. even what I just said. Like, there kind of always has to be some consequence of something like this happening. Well, there's got to be a shakeup in leadership. Right. And Especially for such a... Yeah, yeah and, and so the shakeup... The shakeup should even exist in the FAA, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah it should. But, you know, Boeing, it's kind of a, like, safe face move. And the article talks about... Um, we're, we're talking about CEO Dennis Mullenberg now, who yeah, resigned. He, resigned. He, he stepped down. They're yeah. basically saying that it's to re, to restore, like, faith in all this, the, the stakeholders in this aircraft and in right. the company and... They want new leadership to increase, uh, what do they call it, transparency mm-hmm. in the processes. Yeah. And yeah. and so you, I mean, I'm actually surprised this didn't happen sooner with yeah. how long we've been talking about the Max. But, <laughs> I know. you know, sadly, I'm sure he probably, to be honest, he probably did a, a good job. You know, he probably did just fine. Yeah, I but... mean, for the most part, he, he probably did. It just, yeah. And, and who knows? I mean, Bo- Boeing... <laughs> You know, to make things worse, you know, they they launched their uh, their Starliner oh, spacecraft right? on a on a <laughs> test flight. Uh, you know, this past week, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to go to the International Space Station and be docked there for like a week or two, and somebody didn't set the flight computers right and it didn't make it to a high enough orbit so it was only it was only like up for like two days and then they brought it back could you imagine Mullenberg's reaction well he, he probably just says well, like, I'm well, screwed. It's it. over. All right, I'm yep. just gonna. Here's my letter for resume. Yeah, well, I mean, Thanks, he probably guys. saw that and was like, "Well, shit." Yeah, yeah. And but on a positive Build model note, airplane, she says. <laughs> you know, it's probably, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably what he's doing now. Um, but on a positive note, the KC-46 can now yeah. carry cargo and passengers again. They got That's their true. tie down situation resolved that's their, right that, their issues yeah so, that that was a major deficiency that but um, that came up and but to give you an idea of and and you know when a lot of people think boeing they just think about the 737 or their commercial airplanes yeah yeah now boeing is losing billions of dollars every quarter i can't remember the exact number i read oh, it but it's on yeah it's in the story that's on ramp check report if you want to look at that exact number, but they're bleeding billions of dollars yeah, every quarter I know. because of this. But 
They have other aircraft. This is just the 737 Oh, yeah, Max. well, the A-10 we were just right. talking the about. The A-10, I mean, that's like a, what was it, like a $900 million, yeah. um, the, a $900 million contract. Yeah, so they, they've got a lot of that. things. Yeah. They've got other, they've got their space division, of course, you know, I don't know if uh, um, <laughs> the Starliner is going to appear in any future yeah. episodes of Lost in Space, but, uh, <laughs> no, you know, I'm sure they're going to figure that out. Yeah, um, it was a, it was just like a simple I know, computer. But, but Boeing is a really big company. They're gonna get through it, but the bleeding can't last indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, you I know. know. Yep. And uh, we just we 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 hope that uh, their new CEO uh, David uh, Calhoun David Calhoun Calhoun um, <laughs> can help right the ship. Um, you know, even if even if Mullenberg was not directly involved in everything that happened he was still the leader of the company when it happened yeah and so and and typically it's the it's the leader yeah you know that that uh for something this serious and i think it was wise for that to happen and um you know hopefully boeing doesn't go have to go as far as renaming the 730 max as something else just so people (laughs) sounds like you just did what the 730 max (laughs) oh did i say the 730 sorry 737 max i just wonder um who's gonna be the next though next you know i wonder if like they're all around the table and they're playing like spin the bottle or something to see who's gonna step up next yeah because i don't know that'd be a tough job to fill in for right now yeah i don't want to do it it. boeing's an amazing company and they provide a lot i mean i'm sure it's an honor for calhoun to Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was already the company's chairman, yeah. so right, it's not exactly. like it's, you know, right. like... They so now he's chairman and CEO. Picked a guy out of the, you know, yeah. Starbucks, like, hey, you want to <laughs> run Boeing, you know? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's interesting. They'll, they'll do, And the thing about the 737 MAX is it, it is a great, safe airplane. Absolutely. It doesn't need the MCAS to fly. They were just trying to make it feel like the 737 NGs so that when pilots fly this thing, they don't have to have a separate rating in order to jump in a NG or a max. And, and, and that's where all this got so squirrely is they just, they lost sight of, well, is it, you know, a big enough difference? Is it like, does it really need this? Is it, and you know, technically it doesn't really need the MCAS it just was designed to right. make it fly better in certain flight, you know, right. parts of the flight envelope. Yeah. And because and, and the center they, of gravity is different because it, of the bigger engines. Yeah. Cause the bigger engines actually create lift right. and at certain angles of attack and, and you know, those things, it, it, it was, it made the aircraft feel enough, you know, uh, different enough from mm-hmm. a 737 NG where Boeing's like, ah, oh, well, we can throw a little software on there and then nobody will notice the difference. Well, and the thing right. is, and, it's and, not... And that's the problem, is but, they kind of tried to hide the, that fact. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's journalists and bloggers and you know who you are. Um, you know, they when they're writing a story, they want to try and sound credible. Yeah. So they like latch on to the first technical sounding thing that <laughs> makes know. them sound intelligent, and so everybody immediately jumps to MCAS. Yeah, right. and I'll bet you if you asked, 
just like if you lined up 50 journalists that have written <laughs> stories about this and if you asked them yeah what MCAS stands for yeah they wouldn't be able to tell you number one yeah and they wouldn't be able to tell you what it does yeah and, and I, I bet you half of them you would hold up five different pictures and say point out the 737 max right and yeah. I bet they couldn't yep, yeah exactly yeah, what were you gonna say I was You're smiling over no, there I was, I was just gonna say without looking at the article uh-huh. brothers, do you guys know what MCAS means? Oh, yeah. Don't look at the article. It means, it means um, money can't address symptoms. Right? No, you're wrong. No. It has nothing to do with Star Wars. I know. It's the maneuvering characteristics augmentation system. There you go. Good job. That's good, brother. I would have got augmentation system, but I didn't remember what the MS was. So so you got me halfway. Yeah. Yeah. But but the thing is, too, is it's not the MCAS itself that was that was faulty. It was the sensors feeding the information. It was was a design flaw. Yeah. um, And it's all going to be addressed. And anyway, so. Yeah. So anyway, okay, cool. Well, that's but uh, that just pretty much we hope that, that. Uh, the Max uh, resumes service soon. Doesn't look like it's going to be the first quarter of next year, but you yeah. never know. Um, so. I just wanted while, while we're on uh, commercial aviation, uh-huh. I just want to give a, a quick update on something that we had talked about on a previous uh, podcast that just re- recently came out um, on FlightGlobal.com, uh, December twentieth. Um, specter of pitch-up illusion emerges in Atlas Air 767 crash probe. Remember the Atlas Air yes. 767? Okay, so say that again. Cra- okay, so specter of pitch-up illusion emerges in Atlas 767 crash probe. So, you know, when it happened, we were all speculating, right. and then it turned out that, you know, they the crew lost control of the aircraft and mm-hmm. flew it into the drink, you know, right there off the coast of Texas. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, um, I'll just, this is a quick read. I'll just get through it. I just wanted to let everybody know that this is all updated. Um, investigators have alluded to the possibility that an Atlas Air Boeing 767-300 freighter pilot experienced, um, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce some of this because <laughs> it's the um, illusion before the air, aircraft entered a fatal dive on approach. It's called... Let's see, S O M A T O G R A V I C illusion. Okay. So I need to see that. So it's Where called it the, the somatographic illusion. Anyway, somatographic illusion. Yes, and um, the aircraft had been descending through clouds at six thousand feet when its go-around mode activated and its engine thrust increased, causing the aircraft to accelerate into a shallow climb. U.S. National Transportation Safety Board documentation states that the go-around mode was activated using one of the go-around buttons on the throttle quadrant, Mm -hmm. although it does not indicate why the button was pressed. There was no mention of initiating a go-around by the flight crew on the cockpit voice recorder. Um, says the NTSB. Cockpit voice recordings reveal that the first officer who was flying remarked were stalling about 17 seconds after the go-around mode was activated. 
Oh, jeez. Um, but the inquiry analysis contradicts this perception. The wing's angle of attack was below 15 degrees. It points out while the aircraft's airspeed was above 250 knots. This is well below the aircraft's wing stall angle um, of attack, the uh, analysis adds. Um, it flags the possibility that the first officer misperceived the aircraft's acceleration as a sharp pitch-up um, um, a sharp pitch upwards, a phenomenon known as that illusion that I was talking about, which occurs when visual cues to determine the two sensations are absent. So it just it, so it, descending through clouds, you don't have a visual reference. Exactly, that makes sense. And so, so he thought they were stalling when they weren't. He thought they were stalling, but and they so were traveling at two hundred and fifty knots. At a downward pitch. Yeah, so... At a nose-down pitch. So he thought they were stalling when they actually weren't, and so he did... He downward pitched it... Yeah. ...to get it out of a right. stall, which so, was not what he needed right. to do. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. See, now, I, none of us are pilots. No. Um, we do certified. have some yeah, I mean, flying we've, experience, we've but, but you know, none of us have ever trained an ILS or, you no. know, instrument mm -hmm. flying or anything like that. But no, definitely to, not. To me, what, what that sounds like is... The pilots just weren't paying attention to the instrumentation because if they're saying we're stalling, but well, yeah, and like, if you're if you're in IFR flight conditions, you're trained to rely yeah. on your instruments. It, it, yeah, it's it sounds like and, that that you know everything was good until they flew into that those clouds at six thousand mm -hmm. feet. But hmm. but anyway, um, well, it kind of. Because of the the circumstances surrounding the crash, and we can go back on you know our, our, one of our other podcasts and we talked about this, but um, it to me was suspicious of pilot error. Yeah, um, yeah. you know. And, well, and and during this, um, um, you know, for this investigation that's going on for this reason. Uh, they're recommending it's important that pilots develop an effective instrument scan mm -hmm. in instrument meteorological conditions. Right. So. So hmm. IMC. Basically. It's it's yeah. real. It, it's sad because I'm sure those pilots were experienced. I'm sure they. I mean, they're all certified to fly that thing. Mm -hmm. You know, in the dark, in all weather, and you know, land well, this sure. thing. Sure. And, and they put in so many simulator hours they too. They just. Just. We're off that day, and unfortunately, well, you can't be off because that's, yeah. that's the craziest thing to too. Because you know, first off, no flight is routine. Right. It's not. I, I don't right. care what anybody says. Flying for man is an unnatural act. Yeah. And this, you know, if this is actually the reason why that seven sixty seven went down, all it takes is one second of losing your situational awareness yep. and yeah. you're going to lose the airplane and it's scary and it's unfortunate and 90 percent, 99 percent of the time you don't because you've got two sets of eyes yeah you know um and and like i said i'm not a pilot but i think the first thing that i would do especially you know as a flight dispatcher when i did all my jump seating and my observing yeah is when you when you feel an unnatural sensation like that, the first thing to do is look down at your instruments. 
Yeah, so and it's it's just weird why they wouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah, why? Yeah, and like and, and said, we weren't in there. Off. We don't know. And yeah, and you know they're going. The NTSB is going off of the best data that they can. They've oh, got yeah, the flight they, data they recorder, the, the conversations, and right. the recorders, and that's the conclusion they came to. And unfortunately, it happens. Yeah, it just is what it is, and. You know, yeah, it's but, unfortunate. Hmm, that was interesting well, to hear that. It is. Too bad. Oh, well, what do you guys think? Jeez, we get cov- everything covered? We, we covered a lot. Dang, today. it doesn't... We've been... Old, and We're like an hour and 15 well, minutes, yeah, and, and, and it doesn't even feel like it. So th- this is this will be our last podcast for 2019. Yep. What? I know. Just isn't kidding. that crazy? <laughs> um, and, uh, 2019 you know, was a pretty cool year for it, Ramp Check Global, it, by it, the way. Yeah, and the and, podcast, and we we appreciate each and every one of you listening. Um, you know, I know we're kind of a little, you know, at times, <laughs> whatever. You know, we're going fine. off script and stuff. But we're but good. see, here's the thing: we love doing this. This is our passion. It's who we are. It's who we are. You know, we're not trying to act or sound more professional than. You know, we're we're just trying to be who we are. We are professional. We are knowledgeable. We do have lots of experience, mm-hmm. but you know, we always throw our opinions in there. We we just we enjoy doing this, and we appreciate you listening. We appreciate people that contact us and and, and post about you know listening to the podcast. Right. Give us um, feedback. Give us feedback. Yeah. Ask and questions. You know what's cool is this is what episode thirty four. I think. Yeah, I don't. Thirty-three or thirty-four. Yeah. Um, out of all the comments that we've had and the people that have shared us, shared it with us or contacted us, nobody has said stop. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> right. Because um, we we do we really enjoy doing this. That's um, <laughs> great. Um, twenty nineteen. I I feel like the the podcast has grown in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, especially now that we're also available on Spotify. Yeah. Um, that was huge. I think a lot of people started listening because yeah. we were available on Spotify. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know that we've talked, and uh, we're currently working on being able to get the podcast up on YouTube. Right. Um, and uh, so twenty twenty. It's going to be another big year for the podcast. We're going to make it bigger and better. Yes. Um, you know, we want to see more of our friends. We've got some some great guests lined up for 2020. Yes. Um, that we've been talking to recently. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got a red flag coming up. We've got um, Warriors over the Wasatch at Hill Air Force Base this year. Yep. Uh, Edwards. F-35 um, demo team F-35 will, will demo be practicing team. over the skies yep. of Utah within the coming weeks. Yep. yep, so we can't wait for that. Speaking yep. of that really quick, did they ever announce who's going to pilot that No, yet? not nope, yet. Not yet. Okay, not that'll yet. be fun. We'll have that mm-hmm. announcement, obviously, soon. Yeah. Because right. they're going to need to announce that, obviously. Yeah, definitely. But, yep. Um, yeah, no, it's got a lot of cool things to cover, and and we'll continue. It's been a great year, brothers. Yes, yeah. it has. Um, <laughs> we launched a Ramp Check Report this year. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks again to Grayson for his help um, yeah. with that as well, maintaining it, keeping it current. Yeah, he does a great job on that. Um, the Ramp Swag Store has just gone leaps and bounds yeah. since the very beginning. Um, yeah, and and we'll we'll. You know, we'll keep that going, you know, if you have suggestions on the podcast or 
or even the ramp swag, you know, shoot us a message. We we yep. reply to every message. Yep. The um, quickest and easiest way is just to uh, DM us on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, that's a good way. Um, we have been getting messages through the website, though, so oh, that's good. good. Okay, cool. Um, so that's fine, too. Very Sweet. good. But um, as far as the podcast goes, remember we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, um, and uh, whatever your podcast provi- podcast provider is, uh, make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you can give us a rating, give us a five-star rating. Share it with your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can also listen directly on the uh, Ramp Check Report website. RampCheckGlobal.com website. Ramp, that's what I said, RampCheckGlobal.com. <laughs> well, let's, let's just put it this way just to make it simple. Ramp Check Report is our aviation slash aerospace news site that has links Links. to anything including the podcast including the ramp swag store um and then our website rampcheckglobal.com that is our company website Mm -hmm. that also has links to you know ramp check report it's got you know the ramp swag store right on it Mm -hmm. um it's it's got the podcast right on there you can listen right in your browser if you're not you know listening through a different podcast um service and so uh, i know it's a it's a lot of links or whatever but basically just search ramp check global and Mm -hmm. oh my gosh we're all over social media we're all over you know the internet with our our two sites and um you know pretty easy to find what we've got for you we're just going to keep growing it in 2020 so um speaking of social media aaron where can uh, people find you on social media yeah so i'm at aaron rumfollow and um that's you know basically my personal life my wife my kids my you know my family um and then at ramp check global uh i am the photographer for the group um here at ramp check and uh that's where i post you know all the photos from you know aviation and we repost other you know things Mm -hmm. as well but uh but yeah if you if you love aviation photography follow us there um you know announcements you know you can also through our bio on instagram you can click through our you know our website and all that too Mm -hmm. so um but yeah follow uh ramp check global uh you know we've got on facebook instagram twitter um like tony had mentioned earlier we're gonna work on you know kind of launching our youtube channel which uh you know we've been you know thinking about exactly how we want to do that Mm -hmm. so it's all a work in progress with YouTube, but we'll get it rolling. <laughs> yes, definitely. So definitely, Ryan. You're gonna ask me next. Um, at Rum Follow Me is where you can find my, excuse me, my personal <laughs> account. And I don't really need to repeat ev- everything else Aaron said. So, <laughs> if you want to follow my personal account? It's at Rum Follow Me. Also Twitter, same same handle. So, yep. uh, now do I go, Tony? Yes. Oh, <laughs> where do we find you on social media? <laughs> uh, find me at trumfollow, T R U M, like Mike, F like Fox, A L L O. Coincidentally, we all share all share the same last name. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you figured that out by now. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's uh, that's my personal social media. Of course, if you want to follow Ramp Check at Ramp Check Global, um, and. Uh, 
I was going to say something, and now I forgot. <laughs> you already kind of went through the podcast, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, so we did um, Anyway, we, we should yeah, prob- probably just thank everybody again. Right. It's been a great year for Ramp Check Global, yep. the Ramp Check podcast. Um, we appreciate the interaction. Um, you know, the, the, the post that, that we made in our story on Christmas about the greatest gift at Christmas for us at Ramp Check was all of you guys, all of mm-hmm. our followers. Absolutely. All, you Thank know, you again. You know, it just, it means the world to us. We love the interaction. We love, um, you know, being around the, the av geekery that it is. And, uh, you know, we just, um, if you see us at a red flag or an air show or something, come say hi to us. We'd love to talk to you. Yep. We'd love Absolutely. To and, and Merry Christmas and... Happy New Year and, and all that stuff. And Happy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa? Kwanzaa? What else? What am I missing? Yeah, what are we missing? Good day. Oh, oh! I didn't know that was the finishing handle. Okay, well, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and <laughs> Happy Good Holidays, day, everyone. <laughs> we blew that one. <laughs> That's funny.